I wish the dice sounded a little bit more like dice and not like somebody just beefing it, but whatever. Somebody beefing it? Do you mean farting? Yeah, I do. Podcast episode 310. I'm Sam Ginsberg, and here is the Boban Myar Yanovich of podcasting, Tyler Drablad. Hello, comrade. This week we're going to be talking about beer packaging, coffee, and not investing in people. So it's not really a theme there, but that's what we're going to be chatting about. And uh, it's a two-man show, at least for the beginning. Hi, Sam. How's it going? I'm, I'm doing all right. Uh, do you want to talk about Boban Marjanovic or what? I was just going to let it go, but if you want to enlighten the people. Uh, he's a basketball player. He's very tall, like even for a basketball player. Mm-hmm. There's a picture of him shaking hands with Chris and Chenoweth on the internet that I think everyone should look up because it's, <laughs> it's very comical. But the more underrated picture of him is it's just him talking on a phone. And it doesn't look that silly. And I was like, why did someone post this? What is the deal with this picture? Until you realize he's not holding a phone. He's holding an iPad. Oh, no. Oh, no. So is he is he Eastern European? Because I made a, an intro noise like he was. So I would feel really silly if he wasn't. Uh, based on his accent, I think he must be. But I don't know where he's actually from. Okay, wonderful. If you, if you and, try to Google Boban Marjanovic, the first suggestion is to uh, append the word hands. <laughs> Why, he's got big hands? Holy shit, he's got big hands. Yeah, he's from Serbia. Damn. Serbian? Okay, so that's, eh, it's whatever. I have, I, I was going to offend them anyway. So, um, Sam, what are you drinking this week? Oh, I've, I thought what I had in my hand was a, a can of ice-cold Boban Marjanovic, but it's actually... <laughs> Uh, from Aleman, Ladies Man. Ooh. Uh, and I'm like, uh-oh. They have, there's a little um, blurb here. I'm just going to read the blurb and hope that it doesn't make me upset. Because sometimes just when you combine, like, brewing copy and women, it becomes a problem real quick. Sure. So I'm just going to read this. Uh, boy meets girl. Boy marries girl. Boy and girl create beers to blend in a public display of unity. Okay, so that's a that's a good start, I think. Girls beer is fucking legit. It's F star 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 ing legit. I'm gonna right. just assume. Girl asserts her dominance for the first time for the for the first of many times to come. It's a tale as old as time, and one Nate and Sarah are happy to share with you in their seductive liquid form. Freshly clipped lemon thyme gives our light bodied American wheat a subtle aromatic citrusy punch. So that that's that's great. I mean, the beer might not be, but that was it was like, hey. We're married and we brew beer together, and I respect uh, my wife's skill as a brewer. So it's like, okay, sure. this is a uh, wheat ale, wheat ale with lemon thyme, which is not a thing I'd heard of. There's no space, like which makes me think lemon grass. Right. So I guess maybe also lemon thyme is a thing. It's 5.5 percent ABV. It's been hot as fuck out here lately. Uh, like today, it was only around 80, and it like. I was like luxuriating and how cold it was because it's uh-huh. been it's been in the 90s for a while. 
top of the nose is actually a little boozy. I'm wondering if that's because, like, I smelled it, like, as I poured it. And, like, I don't know, maybe that's just how it effervesces. So I don't actually know what lemon thyme tastes like. Okay. The thing is, lemongrass, I think its name is a good one because it is lemony and grassy. This is a little lemony and I don't think at all thymey. Okay. But it's tough. It's tough for me to say this doesn't taste like lemon thyme. It's it's refreshing, but it is not one of the better wheat beers I've had. Alrighty, I have from Dogfish Head American Beauty, and now this has been on the podcast before. I think actually, funnily enough, Zach had it last time. Um, that's funny, listener, because he's supposed to be our guest this week, but he's missing in action. Uh, but I haven't had it yet. So this is a, um, a pale ale with granola, honey, and all-American hops. It pours out with a pretty thick head, fairly different sized bubbles, amber color, very clear. It smells pretty malty. Yeah, interesting. Um, I, uh, this doesn't really taste like a pale ale to me, I have to say. I don't know exactly what it tastes like, but... Maybe like maybe like more of an amber almost. I really don't know. It's weird. Is it more malt forward than you would expect? Yeah, yeah, for sure more malt forward than I would expect. Yes, amber. Yeah, it's like the color of my energy, Becca. Exactly. Dude, I I I thought the same thing, and I didn't say anything, and I was like racking my brain, like, why have we not made that joke before? There's no way no one has said amber color. It must have been the way you said it that she reacted and I reacted. <laughs> You're both just automatons reacting to stimulus. I suppose. I, I did look this up. Uh, Zach has had this. Uh, he gave it a... Do you want me to tell you? No, don't don't prejudice me. But I'd like to hear it at the end if you don't mind. Yeah, I can I can let you know at the end. I mean, it's not, it's not bad. It's just really not at all what I thought it would taste like. A little maltier than I thought. Uh, a little sweeter. Maybe that's the honey in there. So I just, I just need a minute to wrap my head around it. And then I can give you, a, you know, a fuller review. Is that the one with, like, the super Grateful Deadass uh, yes. packaging? Correct. Okay. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Speaking of packaging, Samuel, you're getting right to the heart of one of our articles. Wait, you want to so talk for... about my package? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. From thetakeout.com, this is an article, sure to upset nobody, called There is an Objectively Perfect Package for Every Style of Beer. Now, when they say package, they, they're not really talking about, like, the design on the front or anything like that. They are, they are talking about if it should be sold in, you know, six packs, eight packs, 30 racks, whatever. I don't okay. know why I said an eight pack. I don't think that really exists. Um, I just check out what I got going on in my midriff. Hey, life is what you make it to be, man. <laughs> that joke's uh-huh. just for us. <laughs> so, but, I'm, uh, so I'm, glad, I'm glad to hear you make that clarification because, I don't know... I, I thought it was about packaging, and I was, like, really frustrated by this headline. And now that I know what it actually is, I'm still frustrated by this headline, but yeah, less yeah, yeah. so. Yeah, Just don't like, don't get ahead of yourself, because it's still kind of, well, incredibly, incredibly subjective. The objective in the title is, is I think the author knows it's a joke. This is all just this person's personal opinion. So uh, I, I haven't read this, obviously. Is it, like, tongue-in-cheek? Like, is this is this is it written in such a way that... They know they're misusing the word objective? Yes. Okay, good. But I still think they really believe in what they're saying. 
so they go through a couple different styles and outline their reasoning for, for how they think they should be sold. The American Lager, the author claims, should be sold in a in 15 packs of 12-ounce cans because they're more portable than a 30-rack and more mathematically sound, according to the author. What does mathematically uh, sound pack, mean? What? What does mathematically sound mean? Well, a 15-pack gets five people three beers each or three people five beers each, which is, like... I guess for this person, easier to figure out than how to divide up a 30 rack, which doesn't make that much sense. It makes no sense. I mean, if we're... Sorry, I have to math out on you a little bit. Go for it. But, like, her point is, look at all of the... Like, when you when you boil it down to math, it's... Look at all of the prime factors of this number. But the thing is, 15 isn't a number with a whole lot of prime factors. Does 30 have more prime factors? Yes. Okay, well, there you go. It has only one more, but it has more. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to give it the gold there. I mean, like, when you think of, you think about a prime number, that would be the worst for this type of thing. Like sure, if, sure, sure, Like, sure. I mean, a seven-pack, like, p- the way you would have to package that aside, like, imagine you're just throwing cans in a plastic bag. Right. You don't want to bring seven cans unless you know there's, like, exactly seven people or something. Right. Because you can't divide it up well. Fifteen really only works if it's... Three people, or five people, or I guess 15 people. But 30, you can slice and dice that a lot more ways. Yeah, all right. Well, let's move on to the next upsetting combination. IPA, four packs of 16-ounce cans. Reasoning here is that you could split one with a friend. Okay, all right. I guess, I I don't know, I would be more receptive to this argument if it were not dividing on style lines, but dividing on ABV lines. Like... I, I think four packs of pounders of an 8% beer, that argument I could really hear. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Barrel-aged or imperial stout, individual 12-ounce bottles. Uh, it's not cost-effective? What? That's not cost-effective. No, I mean, I guess they're kind of coming on that same, like, you know, barrel-aged and imperial stouts, they're going to be higher ABV, so... You don't need a bomber. That's kind of you know that's going to get you schlocked. But you can split probably... it with a friend. We've like we're we've already taken <laughs> the the initiative to say that we're splitting these with friends. Right, right, right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So there's that one. Amber ale, six packs of twelve ounce bottles because it's an everyman beer style. So I was going to say unremarkable, but yeah, it's an unremarkable style for an unremarkable way of bringing beers places. Saison. <laughs> 375 milliliters or 750 milliliter corked bottles because they look nice. Right. Yeah. Porter and Stout, four packs of 16-ounce cans. Because, and this is really the reason here, you can glug a bit into a chili recipe and still have your full 12-ounce beer left. Now, Stout in a chili is good. No, I... that's, that's fine, but like... I don't know. That seems like a lame reason to argue for a four-pack of 16-ounce cans. I don't know. Yeah, I yeah, I agree with you. And very last, we have Kolsch. 30 packs of 8-ounce cans. Where have you seen crazy that? to me. That's not a thing. No, it's not a thing. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it seems pretty wacky to me. I, I think know. I think Kolsch's um, should come in, like, four-pack of one-gallon jug. Because i got to get a whole gallon of Kolsch in me before I want to drink any fucking Kolsch. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah I I don't know me I guess they say you know if you have them in these little things it, it you can drink them before they heat up or whatever I don't I don't fucking know. So now I want to look at these comments. 
Okay. One of these is uh, talking about how how they're frustrated with packaging in the first place. In the first place, everyone should be buying a keg. And the thing about that is, a lot of these beers don't make sense to get in a keg because, as as someone who is from some to from from time to time drinks keg beer at home on tap, it, if I'm the only one drinking it, which I often am, and it's 11% then it's just like well some of this beer is going to go to waste or exactly. I'm going to or I'm going to just have hangovers every day for the next yeah. month. Yeah. Some yeah. beers just don't I, make sense to do that way. I can't disagree with you. Uh, also not everybody necessarily can put down the outlay for a keg or have space to properly store and use one. Yeah, that's a good point. There's a a, a big upfront cost to this. Yeah. And also it, while we're talking about cost, it's not actually that cost effective to do like like if you get a um a five gallon keg and then like do the math of like how much it would cost to get five gallons worth of beer in bottles Mm -hmm. it's usually pretty close which is like kind of mind-blowing just to think i'm you know you're not passing on the pricing of the packaging to me i'm buying in bulk it should be way cheaper and it's just it doesn't. It doesn't save enough money to really be worth the hassle, which is why I haven't gotten that keg filled in like a year and a half. Right, <laughs> that makes sense. But um, I mean, I can't hate too badly on Kate Bruneau, the author of this article, because she does. She is aware that this is totally like her own opinion. But I have to say, I think her opinions are bad, and I disagree. I'm with her on Amber's. Okay, there you go. And I and I can see where she's coming from with saisons. I think I don't like saisons enough to want 375 milliliters at a time, but I guess more generally Belgian style beers, like it just feels like I don't know. I, I don't know if I want to say it's about the look, but it's 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 about the feel. Like I feel like I'm drinking this like ancient druidic thing, and so it shouldn't just have a a pop top or whatever. It's yeah. Like it it feels right for it to be corked. Well, there is something to be said about aesthetics. I don't think there's a lot to be said about it, but some. I spend a lot of my time at work arguing about aesthetic stuff, and mostly I'm on the side of, can we stop talking about aesthetics and just talk about making it work? Because it doesn't work right now. Why are we talking about what colors to use? Yeah, that sounds about right. Oh, excuse me. Oh, you tired little baby? No, talking about colors to use was just so boring. So. No, I, I am a little tired. I, um... I went to uh, Dogfish Head today to their brewery. Oh, nice! Was there? Was it? Were you waiting in line in a in a windy alley for half an hour? No, no, it was much nicer. This half an hour. I wish half an hour. It was like two hours last time. I don't listen to you when you talk. That's fair. Uh, no, I. So um, one of the interns was like, "Oh, I'm thinking of going up to Dogfish Head," and I was like, "Hey, I'll come with you. It'll give me an excuse to get out of the house." So I went over there with him, and uh, it, it, I spent zero dollars, and I had a great time. There's like a free tour that they do, so we got to do this free tour, and then as part of the free tour, you get a free flight. So, just showed up, got on a free tour, got a bunch of free beer, and then left. It was sweet. Do you ever feel like you have a responsibility in a, like, loss-leading situation to pay money for a product? What do you feel? Do you mean like I should have paid for it, or I should have felt like I should have paid for it? Is that what you're asking? I guess. I guess the reason they do that is uh-huh. so that you'll like them and try their right. beers and find one you like and uh-huh. buy a pint of it or whatever. Right, right, right. 
and I'm not I'm not actually trying to shame you here because I think what you did was fine, but I think there are other situations where people find a situation where they can get what they want for free, uh-huh. and should be paying money for stuff and don't. And what I'm talking about specifically in this case is some fucks that play trivia at the bar we play trivia at, uh-huh. where you are permitted to bring in your own food. Okay. Uh, and sort of the assumption is, if you want to bring in your own food and drink some of our beer, that sounds fine. Right. Uh, but they'll come in to trivia and drink the free water and eat the food that they brought from home uh-huh. and take up a table or two, because it's a huge team, uh-huh. and play trivia for free. Right. And then potentially win uh-huh. and get a gift card to this bar where they just spent no money. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I don't know. I didn't think, I didn't feel bad at all about being a dogfish head, but I can definitely consider a circumstance where I might feel like I should probably pay some money here. We, we did some brewery touring in Belgium, and bought beer afterwards although we were always planning on buying beer afterwards because we right cause, you know we were on vacation it's all we were yeah. doing i just sometimes i i don't know maybe i'm speaking from a place of privilege that i feel like i need to give my money to these companies that are doing a nice thing t- for me but the only reason that the tour thing is sustainable is that it is encouraging people making purchases yeah i don't know i don't know at a certain I think there's a I think for me it comes down to what kind of business are we talking about here? I mean Dogfish Head, yeah, whatever, they're like technically like a craft brewery, but they're pretty they're a pretty big business. You know, they're not hurt if I just do their tour and get their beer and leave. Like I don't feel like I owe them anything. Uh, that's that's a corporate machine doing their corporate thing and I'm just so happy to take advantage of it. But if you're like at, you know, the brew house, which I assume is more local and you're taking advantage of them for the trivia, that's that's rude, right? They don't have the resources to just suck that up. You should be giving them something back. I think the, the bigger thing for me in, in that case, which is not really similar to your case at all, is the opportunity cost. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people will come in to play trivia, mm-hmm. see that there are no open tables, and leave. Mm-hmm. And... Part of the reason is because two of these tables are being taken up by this one team that is yeah. putting no money into this bar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right, that, that is re- that's really frustrating for me. And also, I love our bartenders, and if you're not buying anything, you're not tipping. Yeah, so again, I feel bad for that local business, but if Dogfish Head was putting on a free thing, you know, and people were taking up the tables, like, it's not really hurting them in the same way, you know what I mean? So for you, it just comes down to the size of the business. In this hypothetical world we've built, yes. I'm not saying I can't imagine a situation in which it would be different, but, but right now that's how I'm staking my claim. All right. Yeah. Does that satisfy you, Samuel? It's not about satisfying me. It's about satisfying the listener and, of also, course, uh, our Lord Hashem. <laughs> and, of course, you are never satisfied. So. I'm never satisfied. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I had a really enjoyable time getting all my free stuff. It was pretty sweet. And yeah, they made me stand in line for that in that windy ass alley. So I'm gonna take all the freebies I can get. What was what was the best beer in that flight? I had a very interesting beer. It was a bourbon barrel aged like fruit beer, and it was super boozy. It was like 19 percent ABV. Jesus. And, uh, 
yeah, it, it tasted kind of like a brandy almost, but I thought it was really interesting. So I would say that was probably the, the best one I had. Damn, brandy. We were talking about various liquors before yeah. the show proper. Should I get real into brandy and just, <laughs> just be like, it's okay, I'm an old man now. I don't know. Do you want to buy, like, 19 smoking jackets? I don't know. I might be able to pull one off. Who's to say? Okay. Fucking Three Stacks drinks port. I'm allowed to drink brandy. That's true. She's already she's years beyond you. I didn't know you were dating an 80-year-old. Dating. Married to an 80-year-old. Also, I guess drinking brandy is just a thing here. Like, if you look at a list of, like, the the biggest consumers of brandy, like, by nation, if you just take Wisconsin, it's one of the biggest... Really? For, for reasons that I am not clear on. Like, it's not like it was invented here. Yeah. I can't think of why. It, I guess supper clubs are a big thing here, a concept I still do not understand. <laughs> uh, and I think brandy is probably a big deal at supper clubs. That makes sense. But, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a big deal out here. I guess any, any other state in the union, you get an old-fashioned, they make it with whiskey. If you get one right. in Wisconsin, they ask you, whiskey or brandy? Whack. And also, many places... They'll ask, like, if you want it, like, sweet or sour or whatever. But here, they might ask if you want it press, which is a term I hadn't heard and did not understand. Turns out press means with a little bit of soda in there. Oh. Meaning they press a button to become on the soda dispenser, and that's why it's <laughs> called press, which is fucking dumb. And it's like, at that point, I would just get a whiskey ginger. Don't, don't yeah. like, charge me for a fancy cocktail when really you're making me a whiskey ginger with a little bit of garnish. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, for sure. Interesting. That's, hmm, huh, okay. These well. have been hashtag brandy facts. <laughs> I wonder if there's a large, like, what ethnic population drinks a lot of brandy, and do they live in Wisconsin? I feel like Wisconsin has a lot of Poles. Poles? I don't know. Maybe Poles drink brandy. I don't know. Although, I guess brats are huge here, so there must be a lot of Germans, too. I think it's really just a smorgasbord of white variants. <laughs> okay. Which isn't, isn't, doesn't really mean anything. But I don't nope. actually know where Brandy hails from. Uh, some white place, I would have to guess. Yeah. You know what else white people like a lot of? Coffee? They do, yeah. Uh, and from onmilwaukee.com, we have an article, PBR Hard Coffee is out, and some say it tastes like Yoohoo or Frappuccino. So PBR, they've been expanding their uh, portfolio. They, we, we reported several months ago about them coming out with a, like a boozier PBR. Apparently there's going to be a PBR whiskey. And also PBR has released a hard coffee beverage. It is a 5% ABV beverage. And I think they call it a stout, but... It really doesn't seem like it's a beer. It really seems more like maybe like a flavored malt beverage or something like that. It, it The only thing they say is that it uses Arabica and what's the other one here? Uh, some other fucking bean. Robusta coffee beans, milk, and vanilla. It doesn't mention anything about hops or malts or anything like that. But like I said, it's 5%. And uh, it, it seems like people enjoy it. But um, you can't really find too much about it. Call me old-fashioned, but if there's no malts or hops, I don't think it's beer anymore. I I would tend to agree with you, but, like, PBR hasn't put out that much information about it, so it's hard to tell exactly what it is, but you'd think if it was a beer, they would mention something about the, the malts and the hops, which makes me think it's a flavored malt beverage. I don't know. Would you drink this, Samuel? 
Um, well, based on the Reddit article I saw, it tastes like Yoo-Hoo. And for whatever reason, despite being a classy man with classy palate, Yoo-Hoo's good. So, <laughs> yes, I would drink this. I'm not sure I would drink this. I like those little Starbucks Frappuccino things, but beside that, I'm not really a huge coffee guy. Oh, do you think it tastes like the Starbucks Frappuccino things? Those things suck. Oh, well, see, we're on opposite ends of the spectrum here. I mean, I, but, think, uh, I, I think I told you about when I first got into coffee how I really didn't like it because everyone told me put a bunch of sugar and cream in it but you love that bitterness I love the bitterness so it turns out that I like prefer it without any of that stuff yeah I have to imagine this is going to be pretty light and sweet yeah I, and I mean if the review that it tastes like you who is to be believed it does it's not coffee <laughs> that's true yeah, I don't know. This seems pretty weird. I guess I would try it kind of out of curiosity, but it doesn't necessarily sound appealing to me, especially since I can't tell exactly what kind of alcoholic beverage it is. That, that weirds me out a little bit. But I guess if I see it out there, I'll have to bring it on the show. Do you think you're more likely to see it than me? Um, does it say anything about where it's being released? I mean, Pabst is closer to me than you. Well, it says it's unclear if it'll be available in Milwaukee. So, <laughs> then where the fuck would it be available? Oh, I don't know. I have no idea. It doesn't say anything about availability, other than it's probably not going to be in Milwaukee. I guess I thought Pabst was in Milwaukee. Is it not? I thought so too. I don't know. Let me see. Let's do some quick. Let's do some quick googling. Well, I was trying to do some quick googling while you were doing the intro to learn about brandy, but I did a bad job. Oh well. I'm probably going to do a bad job here. Just released. Here's where to buy PBR hard coffee. All right. Show me. It'll be tested in five states to start. Those are Pennsylvania, Maine, New Jersey, Florida, and Georgia. So I think I'm much more likely to see it than you are. Yeah, what the fuck? Why, why are they not starting this in the Midwest? I don't know. Maybe because the East Coast uh, elite, they're, they're more like to get your coffee or something like that. I don't know. Oh, apparently uh, the term brandy – sorry, we're back on this now. Okay. The name brandy comes from the Dutch brandwine, which means burnt wine. But I don't – I've kind of assumed that that doesn't bear that much of a similarity to the brandy of today, which is not wine. I would have to imagine. That's all I got. <laughs> Super. So I'm going to say the Dutch invented it. Are there a lot of Dutch people in Wisconsin? Well, I said white, didn't I? You, you sure did, friend. All right, but uh, yeah, next time I go up to PA, maybe I'll try to get one of these gross-looking Starbucks things. Not Starbucks, why did I say that? PBR. I think it, it's fair to call it a Starbucks thing. It seems like it's trying to be a Starbucks thing. It does. It does kind of seem that way. Now I'm going to seem like a person who's trying to get some content out of you. So what have you got? Yikes. Uh, not much. I was uh, kind of planning to lean on Zach this week, uh, <laughs> and, he, and he fucked us. He still hasn't texted me back, so... I hope he's not dead. Well, let's just talk about him. So, uh, it was 4th of July weekend. Uh-huh. And I know he went back, I believe, to Chicago for 4th of July weekend. Oh, no, maybe he got shot. So, uh, <laughs> I thought maybe uh, he just overdid it and is hung over and is staying there or something. That's possible. I hope he's not shot. I also hope he's not shot, bud. The the uh, the next most interesting thing that happened happened to three stacks, and I'm just gonna pretend like it happened to me. 
So Mary's sister Kay, friend of the show, is in town because mm-hmm. uh, next weekend is Mary's wedding. Yeah. Or I guess this weekend is Mary's wedding. Yes. Is how indeed. you say that. Nailed uh, it. So Mary was struggling to find ways, I have to assume, to amuse her sister Kay. Right. So she, the two of them, and uh, Lars Gern and Three Stacks went axe throwing. Okay. Uh, which seems like the type of thing that I could get into, but apparently this this specific place that does axe throwing will not let you drink at it. Oh, well, I mean, that seems reasonable, but upsetting. I think most places serve beer. Like, that I mean, also seems reasonable, but probably unwise. Well, kind of, it feels to, to me a little bit like bowling. Like, here's uh-huh. an activity to do. While we get drinking, get drunk and yell. Right, 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 right. But I don't think they did any getting drunk or any yelling. I think they just threw the axes. They didn't yell while throwing the axe. I don't know. I wasn't there. That's true. Well, I thought you were pretending that this happened to you. So you're gonna give me a play-by-play. Oh yeah, it happened to me, and I was the best. I hit the bullseye every time with my axe. <laughs> like by the end, I was doing trick throws, and they were like, and there's a guy from the International Olympic Committee who was like. Because of you, sir, I'm going to try to get axe throwing in the Olympics, and you will win the gold. And I was like, thanks, bitch. Okay, great. That's what happened. Super. In my story. You gotta give me more than that. Uh, are you gonna give me more than what I just gave you? I talked about going to Dogfish Head, didn't I? No, okay, so let 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 me help you out. What did you do for the 4th of July? We stayed in. You stayed in. You got well. You got animals. Your animals. Do they like the fireworks? Uh, Barley really hates the fireworks. How are the other animals? They didn't really seem to care that much. But we um, usually at night, three sex and I are in the bedroom. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Chai is locked in the basement. That's her zone. Citra is crated, and Barley has free roam of most of the house. She is the king. Uh, but he'll usually like whine outside our door at one thirty in the morning, and then we just let him in. Right. Uh, but we knew he would be freaked out by the fireworks, so we just left the door open so he could come in and also we could hear if Citra was freaking out. So th- that was our solution to that, but there were just a lot of times that Barley would situate himself so his head was under stuff. Like, he would crawl half under, uh, like, a coffee table or whatever, right. just like, this'll save <clears throat> me. And it's like, right. homie, you are confused, but it is okay. <laughs> You're gonna you're gonna give your dog a pass on not knowing how fireworks work. Yeah, it it really what kills me is he's uh, extra super freaked out about it when we're outside the house. Mm-hmm. So um, I was walking him and someone was setting off a firework at like four o'clock p.m., which doesn't make any fucking sense. You can't see it. Yeah. But there's a little boom like probably a quarter mile away, and oh now we're going home. <laughs> like he's he's. Uh, about 65, 70 pounds, so I can drag him if I really have to, but he just pulls towards home, and then as soon as I start pulling on him, he, like, goes dead weight. Right. So just like, all right. He knows how to play that game. Yeah, it's just, okay, you're not getting a walk. That's fine. Yeah. I uh, I fired a big cannon for uh, the 4th of July, so that was cool. Into your gut? It, right up my butt hole. No, uh, as part of what I do for the park, we fire off. It's not actually a cannon. That's that's technically an incorrect term. We fire a large artillery piece. Uh, what uh, is the differentiating factor? 
a cannon is muzzle loaded, whereas an artillery piece is breech loaded. So, like top or front? Is that what you're saying? So, uh, a cannon is like what you see on pirate ships, where you got to roll it down the front, mm. and an artillery piece, you put it in the back, like uh, like a bolt action rifle, kind of. I feel like I've seen cannons in cartoons where they are loaded from the top. What like? Like they flip, so, like they flip a lid at the base, and drop the ball in, and then close the lid, and then light something. Um, that probably just doesn't exist. But if it did, what would it be? Some sort of freak. I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe that would have to be a, a piece. Then I'm, I'm really not sure. That sounds weird. I'm pretty sure that's a thing in cartoons. Okay. Well, advanced cartoons out there. <laughs> like Looney Tunes. Yeah. With their racially insensitive material. Very advanced. Man, you ever see that uh, Bugs Bunny where he's just in the Pacific killing Japanese soldiers? It's pretty brutal. Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. It's pretty wild. But uh, yeah, I got to do that. And then um, also I got to drive a big truck around. So that was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, thought about how, you know, we uh, just killed a lot of Native American people and then... Then drove a big truck and blew some stuff up. So that was my fourth. I guess you you're not having burgers and and dogs on the grill, or maybe veggie burgers and dogs. Well, <laughs> did you have a did you have a particular meal? I don't even remember what we had. I, I don't know. I think I just ate uh, Cherokee tears the whole night. Oh. I thought you were gonna say like a Greek salad or something. I thought I think I actually did have taco salad, which is kind of amusing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was my fourth. Okay, so since that was pretty boring, let's move on to our last article. God damn it, Zach! (laughs) PasteMagazine.com Stone Brewing's true craft venture is officially dead, having never invested in any breweries. Back in 2016, Stone Brewing uh, announced their true craft fund. It was, um, I guess, like a $100 million fund that was intended to invest in smaller breweries you know there have been a lot of breweries selling out to big companies and this was gonna kind of like canarchy or whatever the other one is it was going to try to kind of create like a conglomeration of smaller breweries or give them capital so they don't have to sell out to big companies uh but three years later the the fund is gone it is no more the whole venture has been has been shut down they recouped that initial investment, and they, they never actually invested in any breweries or gave anybody any money from this okay. $100 million fund. So when you say the fund is gone, that makes it sound like they spent it all. What you're saying is the fund doesn't exist, but the money still does because they just took it back and said, no, nah, never mind. Right, right. They just slooped it on back. It, there's no way the money could be gone because they never used any of it. They just put $100 million aside, and it sat there for three years. Wow, now, spoken like someone who knows nothing about embezzling. <laughs> but uh, this article tries to give a couple reasons why that might have happened. Uh, they say that maybe $100 million wasn't enough to compete with some of the big companies. You know, if there were smaller breweries that were thinking about investing, maybe Stone's money just wasn't enough. I mean, that's possible. The more likely argument that I, I see here is that Stone has hit a couple rough patches. I mean, they're not like in danger of going under or anything, but they opened up a couple breweries outside the U.S. and um, they had to sell one in Berlin to BrewDog this April, and they've had a couple other money issues. So it seems like maybe they were just trying to scoop back this hundred million dollars and put it into other stuff that they're doing. Yeah, I mean, 
I guess this is the shame in terms of the fact that what they were trying to do would have had, in my opinion, a positive effect right. on the industry. But right. I don't know. Canarchy and and other like kind of less official situations are happening a lot of the time. It's just like one-off pairings and that type of stuff. Yeah. I I think sometimes Stone thinks of themselves as the saviors of craft beer. Stone, you don't need to do that. Just just make beer and I'll drink it and it's fine. You don't have to do a whole thing. Hold on. Are you accusing Stone of having oversized egos? I've never found that to be the case with Stone. Uh, do you need me to uh, read you from this arrogant bastard ale glass I have about <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. how, quote, you are not worthy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that's that's true. I take your point there. Yeah, I don't know. It just it just seems kind of weird. They came out with this whole big thing and then they never did anything with it. It just just seems weird. It's not like a big deal, you know. Like I said, Stone isn't really in danger of going under or anything. It's just seems like an odd kind of wasteful situation. It makes me wonder if really the issue here is that they don't know how to do the that type of business. That's possible. Like I think uh, make a product, sell a product is a lot more straightforward of a business model than, you know, venture capital or whatever. Maybe right. they just forgot about it or weren't sure how to do it or weren't sure how to use the money and just kept pushing it back and eventually just were like, ah, we're not about this. Yeah, that's also certainly a possibility. I don't know. And, um, I kind of doubt we're going to find out that much more. I don't think this brewery is going to be wanting to talk about kind of like a failed venture, even though they didn't lose any money. But who knows? Maybe somebody will quit later on down the line, and we'll, we'll get the whole story. Drew, rate these? I guess it's about that time. It's going to be kind of a kind of a quick show tonight, but that's what happens when we have to carry the whole thing on our scrawny little backs. Speak for yourself. Uh, <laughs> My back is bulbous and veiny. Oh, no. <laughs> What? Yikes. Bulbous? Do you want any part of your body to be bulbous? Is there, like, any part that you'd be like, oh, yeah, I got the bulbous thighs, baby? Uh, kneecaps? Eesh. Sounds like you should go to the doctor if you got bulbous kneecaps. They're terminal. <laughs> well, uh, give me your terminal rating. Uh, yeah, I had Ladies' Man by Ailman. It, it reminded me a little bit of... Sometimes I'll have beers that remind me of Cheerios. It's just, like, cereal-ish and a little sweet and just not that much else to it. You honestly, you just gave me the words I was looking for to describe my beer, Uh-oh. son of a bitch. Well, I think that this beer is better than Tyler. Let's see if we can get him to say that, too. Ah. Now, there's, there's just not a whole lot to this. I don't... I guess... Maybe it's unfair of me to rate it without having had lemon time, but what the fuck is that also? So I'll give this uh, 3.6. I don't know. Okay. It's fine. Like, whatever. Who cares? And recommend this to someone who's a big fan of lemon time if they exist. If you really I like think- lemon time and you drink this and it doesn't taste like lemon time, tweet at us because I legitimately don't know. I uh, I think I'm going to be a little bit more generous to my beer than you, but you're you're right. It tastes kind of like cereal, a little bit sweet. That's probably the honey. Maybe it tastes more malty than I was expecting because they put granola in there, and granola is mainly like oats that can be transformed into shit in beer. Yeah. But that's the, that's I'm just kind of talking out of my ass there. It was it was kind of malty, kind of sweet. 
it was fine. So I'm just going to give it a five. I don't know. I don't know. Do you love the Grateful Dead or yeah? Do you love the Grateful Dead? Go ahead and buy this beer for their Grateful Dead themed can. But past that, like I don't know. It's it's not anything super interesting or you know too far one way or the other. So there we are. Okay. Yeah, Sam. What are you drinking next week? Next week I have a beer. That was given to me by my father-in-law, who was in town this weekend. And I don't know if it was intended to be a troll or not, but it certainly feels that way. He got you little dick lager. (laughs) If you were going to get me a beer to troll me, and you were like, I'll just get him a brewery that he thinks is very overrated, and their beer, a style that is very popular these days that he doesn't enjoy... Uh, what would you get me? Uh, New Glarus New England IPA. That's what I'll be having next week. All right. Well, uh, look forward to that, everybody. Um, like Sam said, if you uh, know what lemon time tastes like or have anything else you want to say, you can email us at BruceDayTuesdayPodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at BruceDayTuesday. You can comment on our links at BruceDayTuesday.com. Don't let the best keep you down, and we'll see everybody next episode. Goodbye. Bye. Come up here. Catch all your tears. Drink the remedy, forget about your problems Here comes the shot, lose all your thoughts Drink the remedy, forget about your problems This one's on me, fix you for free Drink the remedy, forget about everything This one's on me, got what you need And take your medicine, you feel better Reach out and touch faith Right, Hazel? Yeah Yeah